Hello, hello. Thank you for being here again. Uh, today's topic is emotions and stress in the classroom. So our students are going to share their experiences of uh, stress and strong emotions that have hindered or affected positively their learning processes. So let's listen to some of those experiences. Thank you again. Okay, welcome uh, to our podcast. This week, we're going to be uh, talking about the role of stress and the role of emotions in learning. We're going, we have been reading it, um, articles from Edutopia, uh, which have given us some light of how these emotions affect the learning process, positively or negatively. And the focus of today's podcast is to share our experiences in relation to how stress and how emotions have affected our learning. Um, we're going to start um, by discussing a, a very good article that you can find in the Edutopia website that is the science behind student stress. There is a lot of technical, scientific um, um, words there that we're not going to uh, address in detail, but uh, what we want to focus on is what is it? What is, what is the role um, of um, stress in the learning process? And, and the article, just if any of our, anyone in our audience wants to check it, is called the science behind student stress mm -hmm. and how we can address it. Um, so just to briefly cover the, the main idea here is that stress can be either good or bad. Basically stress uh, releases hormones and these hormones can actually help us succeed, um, but also it can be, um, has, we can also have a negative impact and block us. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask our students um, about uh, stressful, stressful moments and maybe where you have failed academically or where you have been under a lot of pressure, maybe academically or near the other context and how have you addressed it uh, successfully or maybe not successfully? Uh, anybody would like to start? Constanza. Okay, now you ask if we had an experience related to stress and mm -hmm. it came to my mind when I was 15 year old and I was in a, in a dance academy where I had a lot of burden in terms of how much time did I spend on that. I was used to going from the morning until night as for instance from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. And it was even on Saturday, so I didn't have free time, for instance, and it became so stressful to fulfill all the academic schedule. And how did you deal with that? So you felt stressed, but were you able to do something about it or it was just, it did, it just got worse and worse? It go, it went worse and worse every time. So I had to leave that space since it wasn't like I could decide to go that much or not to go because it was a kind of company, you know? So if I, for instance, if I miss a class 
three times, I will be suspended or since I went for free because I was mm -hmm. like pecada. So I couldn't- You were sponsored. I yes, I had to, to fulfill all the schedule. So there was an extra element of pressure, right? Um, you, you had to commit to, in that case, the attendance uh, procedure. Uh, well, uh, the way you, you dealt with it uh, was to make a choice. Um, unfortunately, you had to leave something that was really positive for you, Constanza. Yes, because in some way, as you said, dance is something very positive. It is completely related to our emotions, which, which is weird because it became stressful and I love dance. But yeah, I made a mm. choice which was living and it made me good. I decided to study English pedagogy, which made me happier. And now I can do dance without uh, that. I, I know I left that dance ac academy, but now I can take some classes and it is as nice as it was. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. that. That also, I mean, you're talking about high school. High school, it demands so much time for us, but it leaves very little time for other things. And time management is actually, if we don't manage our time well, um, it, can be, it can be very stressful. Um, Katan had her hand raised before. I don't know if you want to, if you want to share, Katan. Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, so I was thinking at the start of, the career, uh, this career, because it's my second one. I mean, the previous I left early. And uh, I was thinking in the moment at the end of the year when my dad uh, died. And it was really stressful because I was in the middle of exams mm. and I didn't know what to do. And this was the... I, I don't know how do you say la gota que rebalsa el paso. Sorry, but um, I don't know. Now I don't know, Kata. But yes, we understand. Um, I, I was with other things before uh, in my house. Um, it's important to realize when you are stressed because maybe you can cope with some things by your own and mm -hmm. relaxing with other things. I don't know, in my case, it was a sport. You have to learn to recognize. You have to yeah. realize what's your, where, how you can sort of ex escape. I think your example is also, um, Kata, well, and I am sorry to hear about, about your dad. Um, I'm very sorry. Um, it also has to do with emotions, of course. I mean, emotions um, that are uh, very sudden and difficult to control, uh, that, that they affect uh, our daily lives. And in that case, also your, your studies. But at least yes. you were able to realize how could you deal with them. And actually, sports uh, release hormones uh, Sport is an, is an antidepressant in, in itself. So um, yes, sometimes but, it's hard but, to find the energy. But yes, there but. is like a, a limit from 
what you can get from those things like yes uh, maybe sports can help you but uh, sometimes you reach the limit of the sport helping you and you need like uh, i don't know psychology psychology yes, yes. Uh, and yes. that's so it's like also like an advice for my classmates mm -hmm. if they think that they are uh, they have reached that like there's no nothing else you can do that is within your reach. I think Kata, you're pointing out something that is very important in the sense that you you are, and this has to do more with emotions rather than stress, but I think it also applies to stress, that you, you are aware of how these emotions or the stress is limiting you to move forward. And looking at yourself and being honest and putting your mental health in the first place and not stigmatizing it, which is something that our culture has tended to do, fortunately, less in the last years, uh, is very important. Uh, rather than ignore or just get frustrated um, and give up, realize that mental health is something that you need to be open about and address. So thank you for sharing that, Kata. Francisca. Miss, you just said something about giving up and frustrating. And I think that that was uh, happened to me. In my case, the transition to high school was really difficult because suddenly the cons my concerns were not all about academic uh, stuff were also about the relationships with my classmates and my friends and the importance of fitting in, like in this society, in this community that was high school. And back at then, I think that I didn't cope with the requirements of being like accepted by this community. I suffered from bullying back at then and it was really difficult because I think that I didn't have the, not, nor the academic and nor the uh, emotional support in that time. And I didn't have the motivation. I think that my levels of cortisol were causing me like a brain damage. And maybe I was, yes, I was in that age that it was like a, a critical period for me to learn how to I, I, to absorb all these emotions and situations and try to overcome these obstacles. I, I would like, I would have liked to think how I, I think right now, to have the strength that I have right now. And do you, yes, go, no, go ahead, ahead Miss, go ahead, Miss. Um, do you think this strength that you that you mentioned that you have now is related or is only possible because of that bad experience that you had? I think I think that life life is hard and learning is hard, growing is hard, mm -hmm. and it's about pain. But it's also about like um, experience that uh, give you the 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 abilities that I have right now, and the experience that I have right now. Um, I I I would I would like to have a time machine time machine but that does not exist and no. I think that going to a therapy and being concerned becoming concerned about your mental health is like the first step 
and that your parents or your peers uh, support you as well. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think we all agree that that transition or that or high school in general is really hard in, in one way or another, only, only socially or only academically. Uh, also, we start having problems at home, we want it or not, because we're teenagers. So it's a really complex, a complex moment. Uh, I'm sure it has been for all of us. So yes, your advice, Francisca, um, being aware that, I mean, if you, if you have a, a pain in your stomach for five days, you're probably going to go to the doctor, right? Um, or if you have a headache for two weeks, you're probably going to have, go to the doctor, a fever. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we go to the doctor, but, but with mental health, it's, it's, it seems that it's still sort of harder. We, we don't sort of, we don't want to go to the doctor. It's like it's, something that, it, yes, Fran, yes. It, I think that it's because it's more, it's more like an abstract thing. You don't know what it's happening. It's not like literal. It's not your, maybe you, you will feel stress and your head will hurt. Maybe you will feel stress and your stomach will hurt, but it's not okay. your stomach. It's not the physical part. It's about the mental part. And I think that that is hard to identify at first. So, well, we could say it's not all positive, but we have to, well, saying that is that you have to listen to your body so when you have all these headaches or we, when you have all these stomach aches uh, you have to look into what's behind the pain many times of course there can be infections and other things but we we have a hunch we have a hunch when we know that it's stress related and our body if we don't say it to ourselves our body will tell us right uh, thank you, Francisca, for sharing. Um, and I'm glad that you know that this has made you stronger. And as a future teacher, I certainly, I, I'm sure this is going to make you a better teacher as well, because you, you will be aware of all this. Um, so thank you for sharing. Um, Tata. Uh, yes, uh, actually, I want to rescue uh, about the thing of giving up. Well, in a moment of my life, I did <laughs> stress one. Uh, it was when I was in my first career, I was doing a science college. So I was in an environment where all the things uh, stressed me as my parents, my peers. I was sick uh, because I have uh, breathing, uh, terrible breathing problems. <laughs> so um, it was like a mix of all the things that were happening in my life uh, because I was in a new place where I didn't know anybody. So I think that uh, that thing had one extra stressor. Mm. Um, uh, I give up. I, I said I can't handle it anymore. And now you have me here. <laughs> <laughs> well, what made you strong? I think that the decision of quitting. Did you? It was necessary. 
did you come up with that on your own? Yes. That's very brave, Kata. Thank you. That's very brave. Um, yes, I mean, something that was mentioned before, uh, I think, I'm not sure if it was Francisca or Kata, um, life is hard. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe a cultural mistake that we make, we maybe we make as parents as well, is that we we don't want to transmit that. So we realize that when we change our context, when we have news, when we go and live somewhere new, when something happens to a member of our family, and it's like the castle shatters. Um, and then we realize, oh, Oh, so life is hard. <laughs> so it's not how everybody wanted me to, to think. Thank you for sharing, Natalia. Uh, yes. Uh, when you ask us uh, this question, I was remembering a very specific situation that I had back then in my school days. And the thing is, I was a regular student. I did decently in a lot of uh, all the subjects uh, with the exception of mathematics because, oh my God, I, I consider mathematics as my, my worst enemy. And every time that I saw numbers, I got physically uh, damaged. Like it was or impossible. It. Yes, yes. Mm. And the stress that I got uh, after every math test I did, uh, it was, horrible because I performed terribly. I, I wasn't a good student of maths. Uh, and I used to believe that I will never be good at the subject and that I was less smart than my peers uh, for the same reason. Um, and after years, I realized that my issue with maths uh, was something that started when I was very young. Um, because I remember that my, my first teachers were very impatient with me. Mm. And, you know, I, I, that made me feel very anxious and stressed every time that I, I did uh, something related with maths. And well, when I got to, when you, uh, you have to do your PSU, right? Mm. So you need to improve because or else you're not gonna um, be in your career, the, the career that you want. So to relieve my stress, I started to reflect on my relationship with the, with the subject and the experiences on why I didn't like it and, and why I thought it was something useless for me and it was incompatible with me. And so I decided to fix my relationship with the subject uh, I started to reflect why I needed maths in my life. And, and even, if, uh, even if it was something that wasn't uh, like easy for me, uh, it was something that I, I needed to do. And I understood that I was capable of doing things, maybe in a slower pace than other students, mm -hmm but that I was uh, intelligent and that I, my relationship with maths didn't determine it 
my intelligence, for example. And also when I started to liking the subject, I started mm. doing better uh, academically wise. So, yeah. well, this is a great story. Um, well, actually, um, and, uh, I mean, it's a very sad story in the sense that, um, I mean, when you mentioned that teachers were impatient with you, probably you start feeling that you, you had a problem it was your fault but you were asked to do that so actually that actually was going to damage you rather than help you but then you had this attitude and that's why it's a very good story sort of to be flexible with all these beliefs that you have built you had built about you being bad at math that it's not fun and then actually uh, reconciling with yourself and uh, and math because as instrumental motivation uh, you wanted to get into university um, and you needed to do your BSEU or whatever name there is. <laughs> <laughs> I now I get confused. Um, but to get to university. So in that sense, considering the test, uh, this, you had this positive stress that can boost motivation and decision making, helping you to achieve your goals. And now yes. you love math. Which I mean, I have to I tell don't you, you are it. going to need it as a teacher. Yes. Don't think that because you're going to be an English teacher, you're not going to need math. You will. <laughs> no, yes. I mean, I don't love it, but I, I have a better relationship with math. And like, I, I used to believe that we weren't compatible. <laughs> but at the end, you know, it's something that you need to develop this relationship with uh, some of your subjects. Mm -hmm. So very good uh, thinking flexible, uh, Natalia, you were thinking flexibly and you sort of you had to move on to all this, this cloud that you had about you not being good at math, not liking math and so on. Um, thank you for sharing as well, Jose. Miss, okay, <laughs> well. As um, I think Kata uh, Artigas uh, told us before about um, the time when she lost he, her, her dad. Well, um, I, I remember that in the first semester of the career, um, in the um, exams week, I remember that, that just like at the start of that week, uh, I lost I, I lost someone that I really loved. I, I I used to go to a dance academy since I was nine years old, and that that um, date I lost my teacher, who who was with me like who were with me for for ten years, and. I was like, I remember that I was like, I, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to fail every exam because it was really stressful and I, I felt lost. <laughs> and, mm. and well, I, I was like, no, I'm not going to make it. This is impossible. But then I succeed in every exam. <laughs> and well, this, I, I think this experience really gave me the strength I, uh, the strength that I get in that moment uh, really surprised me and, and it really shows me that 
that I, I can do, I, I can handle, I can handle the stress. Like it doesn't matter the mm -hmm. situation because it well, last year it was really difficult since I, since it was our first online semester. It, it was yes. our entire year with online classes. And yes, the exams week was difficult again, but I was like, I can do this. Like if the last year I could do it uh, with everything that was happening in my life, um, I could, I could do it. I could do it again, you know? So, mm. well, it, um, I feel really inspired by all the things that my classmates have said, has said till, until now. And I mm -hmm. wanted to share this, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jose. And I'm, I'm sure, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know you very well, uh, and I, I just heard this story, and I'm, I'm very sorry for your loss as well. But I'm sure um, that this, this person that you lost, um, uh, in a way, gave you the energy to complete what you had to complete. Um, I think that that happens also when, when we go through that sort of you know, you, you sort of realize that there is a mission, you reinforce that because you have admired people who had a mission and then they're no longer there. Ah, um, Camila, thank you, Jose, uh, for sharing. Camila. Um, for me, it happened the same as my classmates a lot of times, like with Kata and Fran and Jose and Natalia. <laughs> I had a, I had two situations where I had a lot of stress in my life when I was in one one was in the school and the other one was in my first year of university but in the other career that I had that I quit and it was very stressful for me in schools I had problems with maths too because I hated them and I even got sick of my stomach I remember I went to the doctor and everything and they said like it's only stress and it was very it's difficult. Stress. <laughs> yes, it's only it's stress. Only stress. We have just no realized one. that stress is actually a serious issue. <laughs> yes, they were like, it's only stress, so don't worry, uh, you're not uh, really sick. So um, uh, it was hard. And I remember, like, I had a very bad time in second senior because I was sick all the time. But I could cooperate with, with it. My teachers helped me and my best friend helped me. So I, I got out alive. But then on the second time that I was on my uh, first career and I was very stressed because I didn't like it. I hated it. But I was um, with Avega of the government. Uh, a scholarship, yes, but it was a scholarship that uh, is given by is given by the government to to people that suffer during the dictatorship of tortures or um, similars, mm -hmm. and it was given by my grandfather. So I was very stressed because I didn't want to lose it, and I didn't want to like make him lose his. Uh, superpower that he had for me saving for years because he didn't occupy it thinking that I was going to use it and so I was like refusing myself to 
uh, cope with the stress and to help myself. And I was just trying to, yes, the ballet scholarship. I was like fighting the whole time and it, it went really dark actually because I went into drugs, but not to drugs, to cocaine or things. But <laughs> <laughs> I was very close to drugs and to alcohol. And then I decided that I didn't need them anymore. So I started to work at McDonald's and left the career. And then <laughs> it was even more stressful because <laughs> McDonald's is not a very relaxed uh, work environment. You know? Environment, yes, it was very stressful in my life. And then I decided that I needed te therapy. And I went to therapy and my therapist was like, okay, we are going to make you an exam to see if you have problems learning or anything because I had uh, issues with maths, as I said, and my mother uh, helped me with, with the classes and I had um, particular teachers, I don't know how to say them, particular private teachers? teachers or private, private, private tutors. Yes, I had tutors, private tutors to help me and I didn't like understand anything and I was super hard and I was at Preu, at Preu because I was trying to get into another career that I didn't really knew what it was, but I just knew that I had to study. And they made me the, this exam where to see if I was stupid or something, I don't know. <laughs> and they were like, no, everything is all right. You learn very well. You are just very stressed with math again. So then I went to therapy, a harder therapy and, and it got really fixed. And I didn't really, I, did, I only thought that I was stressed about math and I was stressed about uh, the other career, um, about life. And then I realized I wasn't stressed. I was depressed. <laughs> so uh, yes, I recommend the same as my other classmates, go to therapy when you feel like you are not being yourself. And mm -hmm. it really helps. Like yes, be a, be look out for the red flags. Anything that sort of yes. indicates you, Camila, you are sharing sort of a sequence of events, um, like failing at university, worrying about this opportunity that you had, then working McDonald's, then the binge drinking, and I mean, at some point you have to uh, see the, the where the red flags are. And so I think it yes. has to do with. Do not wait until you are physically ill, but yes, uh, 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 measure yourself, talk to yourself, maybe. Okay, yes, we are going because to when you get physically second. ill, it's very bad. <laughs> yes, and probably it's more difficult to get it back. If you get an ulcer, you're going to get an ulcer forever, for example. Um, yeah. We are going to move on to the next text that has to do with emotions, but Constanza, wants to add something. Yes, An yes. Experience. Thank you, Kami, for sharing openly. Yes, that listening to you, it was very interesting because I also went to therapy. I, I was there too. <laughs> and I realized that, yeah, we as a Chilean culture usually forget about bad emotions that we think they are bad so we never get into touch with them we never realize actually what is happening with this why do i feel this because it's 
because it's not just an emotion that comes by um, I don't know by lucky it just appears it has a mm. meaning it has an understanding that sometimes we don't like to to accept but we have to get into touch and also happens that people that go to therapy thinks that they go for the feeling and once the feeling is away we leave therapy because we think the problem is solved but usually the problems as Francisca say, said we mm -hmm. we don't realize the problem until we feel it until it is in our bodies so so yeah it's important to keep a conversation with ourselves every time every I don't know every thinking that we have to, yes. so that we avoid it <laughs> yes it. I mean just like we we as I said um, if we have a, a problem with our knees or with our stomach we go to the doctor and that is responsible that's a responsible thing to do because many people they don't like going to doctors anyway but it's also a responsible thing to do to look after our mental health just like our physical health because as you have mentioned it's all very related um okay so this takes us to also i mean i think uh, it's good that we had these two readings because we can see uh, that stress and emotions are actually very related and bad emotions can be actually very stressful um sometimes we're just afraid and fear can be very stressful um the other reading that we read, and this was also from Edutopia, it's called uh, How Emotions Affect Learning, Behaviors, and Relationships. And um, what's interesting in this, in this uh, article is that it uses the film Inside Out to explain how neuroplasticity or this capacity of the brain to rewire and change what it's stored there or what we believe, how we form our relationships. Um, we, the, this film is used to explain how this works. Um, and it, 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 it suggests, it tells us actually uh, that um, it says in neuroplasticity includes reframing or reappraising an experience, event or relationship so that we observe and experience a different outcome. So actually what I like about this is where it says the brain sees and responds to perception, not reality. Uh, so basically what we remember or what we store in our brains as a memory is, the, is absolutely connected to an emotion and our perception of our event, our emotional perception of that event, regardless of what exactly happened. I'm going to give you my example, my typical example uh, me also being an optimistic person. I have a home birth. My son was born at home with no anesthesia. And uh, I always say, and I'm going to tell you, I always tell this story that it was an amazing, amazing experience. But the people who were there, they are going to remind me that actually uh, I was complaining all the time and I was screaming all the time and that I actually asked, you know, please take me to the, the doctor or to the hospital straight away because I don't think I can cope with this. I think I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. But then all the, the, my experience that the one that I share is that it was amazing. I totally support it. I would advise you to do it. But that of course, it's the birth of my son. Uh, it's a good memory, mm -hmm. but there were also sad and there was also fear there. 
but what sticks, what made it memorable, it was this strong feeling of love because my son was there. And well, I also think there's a hormonal thing there because I don't think people would have more babies after having just one with all the pain that it involves. Um, but th that is an, an, an example of how our, our memories are strongly connected to emotions that we give to those memories um, and not the other way around. And something else that is interesting about this article is that, um, well, of course, as I said, emotions drive our attention and perception. And what can we do as teachers is to create memories in the classroom for our students that are associated with positive, um, with positive emotions, but also understanding that all emotions are necessary and we should acknowledge them. It's not like we always have to be happy. We actually need all the emotions in our lives. So the, the purpose of my conversation here is just to see how all these emotions are necessary for us um, on, our, on our daily basis, on our survive, surviving skills um, and how we construct our, our memories based on that. So we're going to be talking briefly because we're running out of time about sadness, fear, anger, uh, disgust, all these characters of the film inside out. Um, and I'm going to start with fear. So of course we don't want to be afraid, right? We don't want to be afraid. Feeling afraid is not a nice feeling, but when, when in your experience, um, when was fear needed in your life? Sandra. Um, okay, I I was thinking when you when you said fear, I was thinking that um, when I have to go to a place and I have and I'm hurry and I'm hurry, I said I said to me, okay, I have to go fast in the car. I have to drive so fast. I need to get there uh, quickly. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm driving fast, and then I just think in a red light, okay. Um, I could, I could have an accident. Have an accident, yeah. Yeah, something can happen to me, or I can just crash, crash to someone. I could kill someone, and that's when I start thinking that okay, I know I'm afraid of that, so I need to stop. I need, I need to relax and just drive safe. And it doesn't matter if I'm not at the time at the place, but I, I need to be. Uh, I need to be calm in this, in this, in this moment because it, the consequence can be so much worse. Mm -hmm. So that's when the uh, to be afraid is kind of helpful, helpful for me in that case. It can actually protect you. Yes. 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 Um, thank you. Um, so yes, that's the point that we want to make. I mean, fear is there. We don't like to feel like that, <clears throat> but it can actually be very good to protect us. Uh, Kata. Yes, I wanted to add that uh, it's bad when you live with fear, but mm. fear is very important to to be able to feel it because uh, it's like a super Survival, survival, survival thing. Yes. So, definitely. so you are uh, alert and the, the stuff. Uh, that was 
Yes. Um, uh, I was also thinking of an example. I, I'm always afraid that something bad is going to happen to my son. And then people would say, okay, you are overprotective with your son. And I said, well, that's why he's alive. <laughs> um, of course, of course. And I think you have a point, Kata, as well. We have to, we have to control the fear. Mm? I mean, sometimes fear can also be irrational. I mean, I mean, we have to be honest about that. Um, Rocio M, M, M. And then we're going to move on to the next question. I was thinking about something, it's related with driving too, as Sandra was talking about. And I am afraid of driving. <laughs> I cannot do it, but I think that sometimes when I was learning to drive, uh, this, this uh, afraid, this afraid um, emotion helped me to, to encourage myself and to do it. And just you, you, you know how to drive. Don't, don't be afraid. You can do it. Don't, don't let yourself. So it can uh, protect you, but also motivate you, Rosie, right? Yes. Yes, in both ways. Yes. Yes. So what should we, what should we do as teachers if we want to, if we want to think about fear as something that well we need it for survival? It can also be something about uh, to support motivation. Um, let's start thinking about, because the last question is going to be, what can we do as teachers in relation to emotions in the classroom? And so I'm going to leave that question for all of you to think for the closing. Um, how can we make fear, for example, something positive in our classes without sort of ignoring it? And of course, without making irrational. So that was about fear. Uh, I'm going to ask about sadness now. Sadness, of course, we associate sadness with something negative, but as we saw in the movie and as it's explained in the text, actually joy and sadness can be very good complements. Do you have an experience where, sad you have, you, where you have used sadness to feel better yourselves? Francisca, can I ask you? About this? Miss, sorry, uh, can you repeat the question? I, I didn't yes, understand. Yes, of course. Can you use sadness, the feeling of sadness, to feel better? Mm, I think that I did and I have done it before, uh, but after, like, after analyzing my sadness, um, after analyzing my sadness, uh, I can learn where it begins and where it ends or where it going, it going to end. Um, mm -hmm. And also I think that uh, opposite emotions are like equal at a certain point because by feeling sad, I know when I feel happy or I know how to embrace my happiness in a better way because I know that it has been hard for me and it's not easy and happy is, happy has to deal has to do with being calm being like um comfortable with you and with your environment and after being sad for a while or more than just a while i think that i can understand how to protect my happiness and how to understand and and to deal with my sadness. It is important to leave a space and time for sadness 
um, because yeah. I think that it has to do with a, a growth a, a growth mindset. I know that we're not going to talk about a growth mindset now, but I think that uh, it is important to connect it maybe with positive psychology or with being resilient. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, what makes us resilient is being able to acknowledge the sadness and also acknowledging the anger and sort of negative feelings. And um, yes, I, I totally agree with you, Francisca. And well, next week in classes, we're going to be dealing with, um, with growth mindset, which is related to positive psychology in a way. And I know you're going to be looking at, or you have already seen that with Miss Barbara. Uh, thank you, Francisca. Um, and very good example as well of how sadness and joy, they sort of complement each other. They need each other. Rocio. Um, yes. Uh, I usually, uh, like, I started to realize, like, not long ago, that I repress my emotions a lot. Because I think because, of, like, I endured um, a lot of bullying when I was a kid. And mm -hmm. I sort of built this shell. So people wouldn't see me like as um, I was being weak and I was strong and I could take anything. Uh, and then when I show my emotions was when a teacher asked me how I was doing and I sort of like broke down, you know. And I realized that there's, it is so important to actually like, like for like sadness to exist. So in, in that reaction to sadness, because other people that they are your mentors, people that can actually help you, like actually see like uh, how, what you're going through. And hmm. for us to like repress it is, is wrong because at the end of the day, um, it's uh, it's valid. If you feel sad, if you're going through that, it's like that's uh, an, an valid, uh, valid emotion that you just have to let go. Um, that's what I've learned this and I'm starting to sort of come to terms with it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, again, this idea of acknowledging and Rocio, you mentioned something very important. Um, then our question is going to be, what is it that we can do as teachers? And I think you mentioned something that is something that we could do as teachers, um, uh, that is to ask our students how they feel. I think, totally, we, yeah. I think school are now making an effort instead of students being able to recognize how they feel because many times children especially young children they they feel something but they don't recognize how they feel they have reactions yes. right they react they fight they cry they laugh um uh, but we are not sort of and parents maybe either uh, uh, we do not prepare them to recognize their emotions and accept them uh, because I'm going to ask you, how are you? Yes, I'm fine. I'm not going to tell you exactly how I am because uh, we are sort of taught not to do it. So I think it's also a very good example of how to, re I mean, a very good realization there of how important it is to be aware and recognize and be open, how good it is to be open about how you feel, regardless of what people think. <laughs> Elias, what about you? Yeah, I, I can say that sadness is as important as joy because you 
it allows you to know if you if you have if something is happening inside you and it's wrong or it's making you sad it's making you sad because it's affecting you so is sadness is very important for that yes we definitely shouldn't shouldn't hide it um yes. so and and also yes, yes of course makes you feel empathic with others because you know what's happening with in the in others people's mind yes teach empathy mm -hmm. that's also a very good uh, very necessary in our society and of course our classrooms are a reflection of that society so elias has just mentioned uh, uh, teaching em empathy um rocio mentioned uh, uh, this idea of asking students how they feel um, and I would like to finish this podcast by asking you, what else can we teachers do to, um, to make stress something positive in the classroom uh, and to put emotions, um, uh, acknowledge them and put them in a situation that all of them are necessary and that we shouldn't hide them. Uh, what can we do? Any other ideas? I will, I would like to give a kind of explanation of what stress is and rather than explain it as something bad, I would like to present it as an opportunity to know, to get to know ourselves in a better way so that we know our further thinking and how to work with them and that will work for them even when they grow up because it's something that we learn to do. It's not in, innate that we know that we have feelings and that we have to deal with them so that in the future, they are not going to know how to analyze their emotions and how to evolve according to those emotions. Definitely. So actually, well, of course, uh, it's like looking when we say looking the, gla the glass half full or half empty, the uh, problems as opportunities, right? Um, thank you yes. for that. Uh, that's very insightful and I totally agree. Um, I also think that that is also related to a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So basically using yourself and your failures as, a as an opportunity to become better and not to judge you or to punish you and the other way around. That's what we are going to be dealing next week. Sandra? Yes, me. Sandra oh. and Kata and then we close. Okay. I was thinking in something more concrete, like something that we can do in, in a class, maybe just um, try to do an activity where the kids have to um, express uh, their own, their emotions in a, maybe in a piece of art, maybe writing a song or maybe writing a poem or painting some, something and then explained, then every kid just explained the, like the piece of art that they made. And that could create an environment where everyone feels that they are connected in some way. And, and there's nothing wrong with to feel afraid or sadness or whatever, because everyone's uh, happens the same. So that could be, uh, I don't know, an activity. Yes, yes, no, definitely. And I think it, it, you, it could be for 
for young students, but also not so young. No, no. Uh, but I think it has it has to do something that needs to be built and done regularly, not just an uh, like an activity, like a filler activity. It has yeah. to be something permanent. And I think it's absolutely possible, even when we don't have a lot of time in our classes. Kata? Uh, yes, I was thinking uh, really pretty similar to the one that said Contanza, uh, but I think stress can be useful as a motivator because it makes the students more alert to everything that is happening happening around them and makes them more, I don't know, uh, like a sponge. More like a easy to, uh, oh, they, it, it, I'm so sorry, I don't know if I misspell it, but uh, it, it makes that students can retain and learn quicker, um, better sometimes. Yes. Um, I mean, all these are conditions for learning. Uh, stress, emotions, uh, motivation that we saw last week. The, the, all these are conditions for learning. Um, so we need to look after them because otherwise learning is not going to take place. More important than learning styles and that other, those other neuromics that we shouldn't worry so much about, but we should worry about the conditions. Well, uh, thank you so much. I'm going to really um, clap, clap uh, because, you, because you have trusted this space to share your experiences. Um, we have all gone through um, through, through these situations, we, I mean, we're not pessimistic. It doesn't make us pessimistic to say, when we say that life is hard. Um, I think here, when we are actually sharing openly, we realize that we want to be better, um, that dealing with these emotions, um, learning from them has made us stronger. And I wonder what life would be if we didn't have emotions. Maybe we wouldn't survive <laughs> on one thing, um, and maybe we wouldn't, we wouldn't see reasons why to do things. We wouldn't learn from things. We wouldn't, I mean, we need, we need all these emotions. They are there to teach us something. And someone mentioned resilience and that is what we should focus on. We should, we should know, we should focus as teachers and as human beings on dealing with emotions rather than hiding emotions in a society where we have been told to hide emotions. There are good emotions and bad emotions. Bad emotions should be hidden. And actually, no. Um, you have shared experiences that show us that we need to have perspective in life, that we're going to hit bottom at some point, um, that we need to have a network that is going to support us. Uh, and that perspective is going to, to make us feel that whenever we have negative feelings or negative emotions, they are going to be there for a while, but we're going to come, come out stronger and better from those situations. So, and I also, just to finish, I love the, when the doctor said to Kata, it's just stress. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, that made me think a lot. Um, we underestimate stress. Uh, we underestimate how to deal with it and the same with emotions. So thank you so much for this, this session, uh, lots of experiences and thank you so much for, for sharing. Thank you for supporting these sessions and see you next time.